0: Welcome back. You're listening to episode 220 of the body nerd show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the anatomy of muscles and how they work, how exercise actually builds strength and how to keep building strength without having to be stuck in the same routine. So first of all, welcome back y'all. I know you probably have been here all summer. Hope you enjoyed the episodes that I had scheduled for you this summer, but we are back with some fresh episodes and I honestly couldn't be more excited about it. I've been working on the show notes for the upcoming episodes. There's a lot of good stuff coming your way. We're talking about mouth taping. We're talking about a set of acetaminophen and how it works. We're getting so nerdy for the rest of this year, and I couldn't be more excited about it. And this summer, I went on a road trip with my dad. We drove up the west coast of the United States. We went all the way up to Vancouver, Canada, and back I saw a bald eagle with my own two eyes which was like amazing and awesome as a kid growing up in America right the bald eagle is like on all of our money and not even the state bird it's like the bird of the country so to see that in real life was very very exciting had Nanaimo bars which I was really looking forward to got to camp with my brother went on a bunch of outings and hiking and just being in nature and camping and spending time with my dad and it was just absolutely phenomenal I ate my s'mores. I'm happy. I'm so happy about that. (laughs) I also launched before I left because I'm crazy not only the ultimate guide to plantar fasciitis, but also a free foot pain workshop. So if you, after a summer of being on your feet, being outside, running around, are experiencing any foot pain, this foot pain workshop, all about plantar fasciitis is absolutely for you. And you can actually watch it now. It's again, it's free over at aewellness.com slash PF101. So that's like plantar fascia 101, right? aewellness.com slash PF101. And most of all, I'm just so excited to be back hanging out with you, to be recording, to be sharing, to be hearing from you after episodes. So welcome back, my friends. Let's do this. So I talk about the importance of strength training and building strength all the time because building strength helps you to better support and stabilize your body, which can reduce pain. And for so many of us, the key isn't more stretching, it's more strengthening, But I feel like there's a lot of confusion around what building strength actually looks like. Should you be lifting as heavy as possible? Should you be doing like Arnold Schwarzenegger type bodybuilding? Should you be doing sprints on a treadmill? Is it Peloton, like yoga, whatever, right? There's all these different ways where people talk about building strength, but I wanted to actually talk about the anatomy and physiology of it so that you truly understand for yourself and what's actually happening when you do strength building activations, because I have a feeling you're a lot like me, right? And when you understand why you're doing something, it's a lot easier to stick with it. So let's start all the way at the beginning and answer the question, what is a muscle? So you have three different types of muscle in your body. There's skeletal muscle. This is what you think of as a muscle for the most part, right? Your biceps, your triceps, your pecs, your glutes. And contraction of skeletal muscles is what makes bones move. Now, skeletal muscle is under voluntary control, meaning that you can consciously control the contraction and relaxation of these muscles, right? Your biceps doesn't just contract and then bend your elbow on its own. It's you going, I'm going to bend my elbow. And now that happens. Now, if you're like, wait a minute, but what about that reflex where you hit the knee and then the, the knee extends again? That's a reflex, okay? But that's something completely different that we're not talking about today. We can, if you want to talk about that, just let me know. Um, but not what we're talking about today. So you have skeletal muscle, you also have smooth muscle, and smooth muscle is found in the walls of organs and some other structures. So smooth muscle is responsible for involuntary movements and contractions. So things like digestion, blood vessel constriction, things that are not under conscious control, and this happens by way of smooth muscle. And then the last type of muscle is cardiac and cardiac by the name alone, right? It's unique to the heart and it's what enables the heart to contract and pump blood. Cardiac muscle is also involuntary, meaning it functions automatically without conscious control. But what's interesting about cardiac muscle is that it has its own special cells that provide their own electrical impulse to contract. But that's also an entire episode in itself that we can absolutely talk about if you want to. So let me know if you want to talk about that and we can. So skeletal smooth cardiac, you have conscious control over skeletal. You do not have conscious control over smooth muscle or cardiac. You cannot will your heart to beat. You cannot will your blood vessels to dilate. Now, of course, there's some gray area here specifically around skeletal muscle. So your diaphragm, which is your primary breathing muscle, it's a muscle that has both voluntary and involuntary control. So again, this isn't like, these aren't the rules, there's always gonna be some gray area, but just so you know. And that again, we can go into that more, but today I want just to understand, right, the basics of how muscle works. And what we're talking about today is skeletal muscle. So inside your skeletal muscle, I'm gonna start just saying muscle, but I'm talking about skeletal muscle tissue only. There are special cells and proteins that make the contraction actually happen. But again, it's not involuntary control, right? So they're not working on their own. You have to send a signal or an impulse from your brain. That message is sent to the muscle. It tells it to contract. And that signal comes along a specialized structure called a motor neuron. All right? Stay with me here. So a motor neuron doesn't talk to one muscle. It talks to a number of muscles, And in fact, there's a lot of redundancy in your body, meaning, you know, this motor neuron may talk to this muscle, but this muscle might also have some input from another different type of motor neuron, just so if a nerve is injured, you will still be able to move. If the muscle is asleep, right, you're still able to move even if that nerve isn't conducting the same way it would normally. And this makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint. I need to be able to outrun the tiger no matter what has happened. Even if it has taken a bite out of my butt, right? I still need to be able to run away from it. So the motor neuron doesn't talk to one single muscle. It talks to a small group of muscle cells. So not the entire quadricep, not the entire biceps, but one small area of of the muscle. And this is called a motor unit. Okay again, just stay with me here. (laughs) So when you contract something, your brain goes, hey, I need to recruit X number of motor units to be able to pick this item up. And you know this if you've ever gone to pick something up and you thought it was super heavy, but it was super light. And so when you pick it up and it's like all awkward, right? Or same thing if the item is super heavy and you think it's going to be really light and you go to try to pick it up and you are caught off guard because it's not matching what you thought it was, right? So that's a mismatch in your brain of the number of motor units recruited. Your brain didn't recruit enough muscles to contract for that task. And so you'll look kind of like a fool, right? <laughs> Trying to pick it up. And so if not enough motor units have been recruited, that means not enough of the muscle cells have also been recruited. And it's really the muscle cells that create the contraction. It's not the muscle as a whole, but it's the combination of all of these muscle cells and not always together at the same time, as we just understand from that mismatch of motor units, but it's the muscle cells where contraction is happening. Now, motor units also vary in size. So it's not always one motor unit and like six muscle cells. It's going to depend. So in your hand, for example, you have just a few muscle cells per motor unit, which means you're able to do really refined movements versus your glutes right in the buttocks. You might have more muscle fibers per motor unit because you don't need to be able to twerk to Beethoven's ninth we get that, right? And I mentioned that because I've literally seen it happen. And I still have no idea how that's possible. This was like a very early, this is probably like a Facebook video. 2006, (laughs) I was blown away. (laughs) So if you've seen that video, please do send it to me or something similar. People who are able to do that are superhuman, in my opinion. (laughs) So The brain talks to your muscles through motor units and that actual contraction comes from a chemical cascade that tells a muscle to contract. All of that produces force, which is strength as we know it, okay? That's what we need to understand about the physiology of muscles. So exercise builds strength, Two ways. It can be either through hypertrophy, which is the growth of the actual muscle cells. The muscle cells themselves grow larger. And this is that kind of like bodybuilder effect that fitness has told biological women that they need to fear. Like, oh my God, if you lift weights, they're going to get bulky, right? Everyone's afraid of hypertrophy. But another piece of building strength is the efficiency of the motor unit to recruit enough muscle fibers. So this is like riding a bike right? There's skills that are required. They take some time to learn and get comfortable with, but once you have them, it feels so much easier. Building strength is the same. This contraction, this generation of force, this contraction efficiency, it's a combination of the ability of the motor units to contract together within a specific muscle, right? So again, if my bicep needs to contract and I need to pick up something heavy, my brain has to coordinate the contraction of a bunch of motor units together at the same time, so that the whole muscle or more of the muscle cells themselves actually contract and I can pick that thing up. Let's say you're practicing a bicep curl, right? The same action as this elbow curl. And we need the biceps to be working. We need the brachialis muscle to be working. The brachioradialis the flexors, a bunch of muscles in the forearms. As the strength of your bicep curl improves, a big piece of that is simply because your brain has gotten better at getting everyone to fire together at the same time. That's not to say that hypertrophy also isn't happening, but your brain actually learning the skill and building the strength to be able to do the skill happens first and takes about six weeks to do. So if you want hypertrophy, you have to specifically train for hypertrophy and you won't even see a lot of gains in this department for about eight weeks. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do, you just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can get $20 off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. So strength, a big component of it, and honestly the foundation to building strength is literally just becoming better at doing that skill. And how do you do that? Well, it's like learning any other skill, consistency. So does that mean that doing the same exercise you learned from your physical therapist four years ago is the answer, right? You're like, I'm just getting better. No, (laughs) because we also need novelty, right? At some point, your brain and your nervous system have already learned how to do that skill. And this is where you're not actually going to recruit even more motor neurons and more motor units if you don't change things up. Now I bring this up because I, again, let's go back to 2006. Although I think this was like early, early 2000s. Do you remember P90X and how their biggest selling point was about muscle confusion and how muscle confusion helps you to, you know, continue those strength gains? So, based on what we've talked about today already, I hope you can see that muscle confusion not only is not a thing, but if I really truly am trying to build strength in a certain movement, doing a bunch of different stuff all the time isn't going to allow me to do that because you're not able to build up that consistency. And remember, this takes about six weeks to happen, it doesn't happen super, super fast. So, yes, you need novelty just to keep things kind of fresh. But that novelty doesn't mean doing an entirely different workout or an entirely different exercise. Maybe it means using a heavier weight. Maybe it means working on a less stable surface. So if you have been doing it on hardwood or a solid floor, maybe you try it on carpet. Maybe you try it on a wobbly board or a cushion or something like that. I'm thinking specifically for like foot and lower leg ankle things to make things harder. Maybe it's changing foot or hand position, right? Bring your hands closer together, further apart, your feet closer together, further apart, standing in split stance, right? These are all ways I can continue to practice the same movement with some variations to continue to build the skill of strength while I also continue to work on hypertrophy, right? I'm not going to have hypertrophy happen unless I'm consciously making an effort to Get bulky like Arnold. I always think of Arnold, and honestly, too, I bring this up because as I was in my degree studies and learning about exercise biology, and you know, learning about working out, like you do think, oh well, if I work out, am I going to get like super, super huge? Only if you are training to get super, super huge, right? For the most part, you're just continuing to practice that movement to get better at that movement and to keep things fresh, changing things up slightly. So let's take the hip hinge or deadlift, for example, right? Standing. And then you bend over from just your hips, not your lower back. That's a hip hinge. That's the basic movement. We start there. And then you're like, Ooh, I can do this. It feels a little bit easy. Okay, awesome. Let's add some weight. And as that weight becomes easy, you could add more weight. Or if you're like, well, I'm at home, I only have so much weight, well, then let's change what we're standing on. Maybe instead of standing on both feet, you stand split stance with one foot in front of the other. Maybe you stand with your feet right next to one another, but on one foot, you're up on your toes just to change stuff up. Maybe you stand on a wobbly surface like a cushion, right? All of these changes are going to make things more or less difficult, but the underlying movement of the hip hinge stays the same. So this is what I'm talking about of bringing novelty into your strength training, but then continuing to be consistent with it so that you can build the skill of strength. And this is something that we talk about in Movement Mavens and in mobility assessments with clients all the time, right? It's how to make any exercise easier or harder based on where you're at right now. It's not necessarily a modification. It's just fitting the exercise, the movement to you rather than the other way around. This is also why in Movement Mavens we focus on the big three, the squat, the hip hinge, and the overhead reach. Because if you know how to do these movements and you have the strength and coordination to do them well, you're really set up for any workout class, any style of workout, I'm really just moving about your life and day without worrying about getting hurt. And it's when you understand how strength happens, like we've talked about today, it's making those little tweaks. That's how you're going to continue to make progress, not doing a bunch of different stuff so that you have that muscle confusion. I hate that term so much, (laughs) right? Not doing the same thing forever and ever, but having a strategic plan in place so that you can get stronger safely while also getting out of pain. And it's not nearly as difficult as it might seem. I hope I have kind of made it sound a lot easier today. That was honestly my goal. And actually, if you are curious about this and you want to come see what we're up to inside Movement Mavens, we are having an open house. It's happening September 19th, 2023. So this is coming up pretty soon at 4.30 p.m. It's a Tuesday afternoon. There is a replay that will be available for about 48 hours after the session. So if you can't come live, but you can show up the next day or watch it that morning, you can absolutely do that. And all the details on how to get your spot, again, it's totally free, are at aewellness.com slash open house. And that's all one word, open, O-P-E-N, house, H-O-U-S-E, all one word. So aewellness.com slash open house. Join us September 19th at 4.30 p.m. for an inside peek at what we do in Movement Mavens and how we use these principles to build strength, to learn how to do the big three better, and really to move better so that you can feel better. So I am so glad that you're here today. I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad to nerd out with you. Like I said, I'm really looking forward for the episodes that are coming your way if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes or things that you're like, wait, but how does this work? And you want me to do the Googling for you. I'd be more than happy to do so. So just reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Holla You can find me on TikTok at AE Wellness and you can always find me on email. I'm hello at aewellness.com. And I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. You can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram stories, or like I said, reach out on any of the platforms and just say, Hey, and before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, all things podcast related, including all the references for today's episode, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And you're going to want to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the awesome nerdy episodes coming your way. I Also would appreciate it if you reviewed today's episode. It really, truly does help the podcast show up in places and also for new body nerds who don't know that they're a body nerd yet, right? When they stumble upon the show and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, see a review where you're like, I love learning about how muscles work, you know, it helps. So thank you for doing that. Or even just sharing today's episode with your workout partner, that person who really wants to build strength, but isn't sure how to do so. Share this episode with them. So here's asking better questions, moving more, getting stronger, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool. And you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next time. Pain stops you in your tracks. And bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster.